This is coming out of uh, Daniel. And, uh, you know, I've read this probably a million times. I might be over-exaggerating a little bit. I probably preached on this, I don't know, countless. And I missed something in here. When I heard it this morning, it was just different. Um, This is at uh, chapter 3. Just give me a minute to read through a couple of these. Um, Verse 12, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, Have not paid you due regard. They do not serve you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, It is true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I've set up? Now, if you are ready at the time that you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psalter, in symphony with all kings of music, and I just seen something else, and you fall down and you worship the image which I made, which I have made, Good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? And we all know the story. Three go in. Four is seen, three come out, four is recognized. There's a revelation that takes place. Nebuchadnezzar sees Jesus before Jesus has been incarnate. And it goes on to say, and Nebuchadnezzar, he goes near the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace. And he spoke, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. And it goes on, verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who is the God who will deliver you? I'm asking you this question. <laughs> Who is the God that will deliver you? You know, to watch Christian people be crippled in mind and spirit, their bodies, I have to ask the question, who is the God who will deliver you? You know, the enemy oftentimes pushes us against the wall, catches us off guard, catches us at our weakest moment. And you know, if we aren't careful, he'll also utter these words. Who is the God who will deliver you? See, you've been ill for quite some time. You've been distraught. You've been beaten down. You've been stolen from. You've been feeling defeated you've and he comes around the corner and says who is the God because you keep coming because you keep giving because you keep praying because you keep believing but still nothing happens who who is the God who will deliver you yes. oh you've played the game and you've walked You've walked the path. I'm not going to say you've walked the walk. You've walked the path and you've been challenged time after time. Who is the God who will deliver you? You've tried everything under the sun. You've, you've tried fulfilling gaps with people. You've tried fulfilling the gaps with alcohol. You've tried fulfilling the gaps with drugs. You've tried fulfilling the gaps with finances. You've tried fulfilling the gaps with anything and everything that's of this world, and yet you still come up empty, and the question has to come about, and you have to give an answer. Who is the God who will deliver you? I wonder how many of us have walked life this long, waiting for breakthrough, hoping to see, needing salvation, and yet... 
I kept pondering on who is the God that will deliver you. You know what it made me do today? It made me go back to who the God was that delivered me from. And then it made me look at who was the God that delivered me from. And then it made me look back who was the God that delivered me from. And I kept looking back and who was the God that delivered me from. There is no other. He, he said, there is no other God that can do this. Who is the God that will deliver you? From depression? Who's the God that will deliver you? From hurt? From betrayal? Who? From loss? From divorce? Who is the God When, when you come up empty-handed, you have no answers. Who is the God? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a wreck. Because I find myself, too, being caught in areas in my own life. And having the question asked, who is the God that will deliver you? Before you go wayward, who is the God that will deliver you? Before it's too late, who is the God that will deliver? Eventually, you'll get this this morning. Who, who is the God? That will deliver because I found an answer. In case you're wondering, I found an answer. I'm going to take you back to the Old Testament times when they would stand and listen to the word being read from scrolls from sunup to sundown. This morning, I'm going to have you stand and I'm going to read from the scrolls because I found an answer. I found an answer that you need to hear. Because some of you are still walking. Who, who thinks as a Christian we don't need deliverance? You're not set free. Most Christians walk in bondage. I know. Not me. You're only fooling yourself. We was talking Wednesday about the strongholds. We, we find ways to put ourselves in bondage. We will invent ways. We'll imagine ways to put ourselves in. Because worry is worrying about something we don't even know that's going to happen. And 90% of what you worry about doesn't ever come about anyway. You wasted 90% of your time and your life and your efforts for something that's not even going to take place. Bondage. Strongholds. Who is the God Oh, and by the way, I don't have a sermon for you. 
disappoint you. Do you have it in you to stand this morning? Do you have it in you to stand for two chapters? I'm asking a lot of some of you, aren't I, Dawn? <laughs> we see how we take it for granted. Oh, preacher, don't fool with me this morning. Leave me alone. I just want to check the block for today. I can't. I can't leave you alone. I can't let you sit in your own little world and pretend with you that your life is so good. I believe that God sent me this morning for a wake-up call for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. I'm asking God that he blow me like a trumpet this morning. There's got to come a place in mine and your life that we recognize that there is no other God but the God of the Most High. See, as, as, as young people, I can sit here and look at these three and I can set myself right in their seat. Because I used to sit in church like that. Mom and dad used to make us sit in church on Sunday. Mom, mostly. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. Preacher, I'm 13 years old. I'm 15 years old. I'm 17 years old. I've got, I've got so much time on my hands right now. Let me tell you what I would say. I would sit in my pew, in my little seat, and I would say, well, not today, because I know what I'll do. I'll wait until I don't have but one more breath. <laughs> got plenty of time. I've got so much time ahead of me. And here I stand at 54, and I'm going, my God, where did my life go? Man, at 30 years old, us in church, we, we, were, part, we were part of the hip crew. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> we, we, was part, we was part of that. We was part of that young Giddy up and go, running around constantly, day in, day, had all kinds of energy, had all kinds of time. I didn't last long. Just so I have your attention. I used to ride dirt bikes. Now I ride a Harley. I mean, times have changed. 
I can't get beat to death now. I have to ride in comfort. I look back and I feel horrible. Because I wasted my prime times for me. And now, now I want to give what I got left. God meant so much to me that I want to give him the old broken me. Why didn't I do it then? You know, I could find myself sitting in my office this morning and just saying, look, boy, aren't you just giving everything you got? And then I had to be reminded, who is the God that will deliver you? I mean, come on, Abraham was old. And I said, God, use what I've got left. Just use what I've got left. So he gave me an answer this morning. Because I was really challenged. Who is the God that will deliver you? He got into a conversation with a man because some of us forgot who God is. We think he's the mystical spirit floating in some yonder world. And we have forgotten who he is, not who he was who he is not just who he is but who he will always be so he he wrote a thesis for you younger generation see if I was in school now that AI thing would have been the death of me because I I'd have been all over that thing give it a topic write me done I'll be out running around. Y'all ain't cheating in school, are you? Don't, don't. Did you cheat to get through this year? That's what I'm asking, sarcastic kids. Okay, look. Let me get you back on a serious note. Who's the God that will deliver you? 
I'm glad you ask. Will you stand? And this is what I'm going to, this isn't what I'm going to ask. This is what I'm going to require. He coming back? Okay. This is what I'm going to ask. Charlie, can we close that door, please? If you had to go to the bathroom, you should have done it before I got started. This is what I'm going to require this morning. I don't want you moving around. I don't want you fidgeting. I don't want you going to the bathroom. If you've got to go that bad, pray that the Holy Spirit blocks something. I'm requesting that you don't leave this sanctuary. Who is the God that will deliver you, you ask? The Lord answered Job. And he said, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. You ready? Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel? By words without knowledge. Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you. And you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundation fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb. When I made the clouds its garment and thick. Darkness, that swaddling band. When I fixed my limit for it, and it set bars and doors. When I said, this far you may come, but no farther. And here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since the days began? And caused the dawn to know its place? That it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It takes on form like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld and the upraised arms is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea or have you walked in search of the depths? Have the gates of the death been revealed to you 
Or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of light and darkness? Where is is its place? That you may take it to its territory. That you may know the paths to its home. Do you know it because you were born then? Or because the number of your days is great? Have you entered the treasury of snow? Or have you seen the treasury of hell? Which I have reserved for the time of trouble. For the day of battle and war. By what way is light diffused? Or east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided and channeled for the overflowing water? Or a path of the thunderbolt? To cause it to rain and land where there is none. A wilderness in which there is no man to satisfy the desolate waste and cause to spring forth and growth of tender grass. Has the rain a father or who has begotten the drops of dew from whose womb comes the ice and the frost of heaven who gives it birth? The waters hardened like stone, and the surface of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the cluster of the, of the plenies or loose the belt of Orion? Can you bring out Mazareth in its season, or can you guide the great bear with its cubs? Do you know the ordinances of the heaven? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds that an abundance of water may cover you? Can you send out lightning that they may go and say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the mind? Or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Or who can put out the bottles of heaven? When the dust hardens in clumps, And the clods cling together. Can you hunt the prey for the lion? Or satisfy the appetite of the young lions? When they crouch in their dens. Or lurk in their lairs. To lie and wait. Who provides food for the raven? When its young ones cry to God. And wonder about for lack of food. Do you know the time when the wild mountain goats bear young? Or can can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they bear young? They bow down. They bring forth their young. They deliver their offspring. Their young ones are healthy. They grow strong with grain. They depart and do not return to them. Who set the wild donkey free? Who loosed the bonds of the onager? Whose home I have made the wilderness and the barren land his dwelling? He scorns the tumult of the city. He does not heed the shouts of the driver. The range of the mountain is his pasture. And he searches after every green thing. Will the wild ox be willing to serve you? 
Will he bed by your manger? Can you bind the wild ox in the furrow with ropes? Or will he plow the valleys behind you? Will you trust him because he strengthens his strength is great? Or will you leave your labor to him? Will you trust him to bring home your grain and gather it to your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but her wings and pinions like the kindly storks. For she leaves her eggs on the ground and warms them in the dust. She forgets that a foot may crush them or that a wild beast may break them. She treats her young harshly as though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain without concern because God deprived her of wisdom and did not endow her with understanding. When she lifts herself on high, she scorns the house and its rider. Have you given the horse strength? Have you clothed his neck with thunder? Can you frighten him like a locust? His majestic snorting strikes terror. His paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He gallops into the clash of arms. He mocks at fear and is not frightened. Nor does he turn back from the sword. The quiver rattles against him. The glittering spear and javelin. He devours the distance with fierceness and rage. Nor does he come to halt because the trumpet has sounded. At the blast of the trumpet, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, then the thunder of captains and shouting. Does the hawk fly by your wisdom and spread its wings towards the south? Does the eagle mount up at your command and make its nest on high? On the rock it dwells and resides. On the, on the crage of the rock and the stronghold. From there it spies out the prey. Its eyes observe from afar. Its young ones suck up blood. And where the slain are, there it is. Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer. This is God. This is that God that Nebuchadnezzar was speaking of. He's the almighty God. Who is the God that will deliver you? Have you ever doubted that you would ever be set free? Have you ever doubted that you couldn't, you couldn't be given what was needed? Have you ever doubted that your sorrow would overtake you to death? Have you ever doubted that your loneliness would swallow you for the rest of your life? Have you ever doubted that God could deliver you? Have you ever thought that everything that you come across in life had its hold on you? And there was no God to deliver you. This morning the question, who is the God that will deliver you? 
Not somebody beside you. Not somebody around. Who is the God that will deliver you? There's only one. And he's God Almighty. He is Yahweh. He is Elohim. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. He'll break burdens. He'll tear apart strongholds. He will deliver you. He and He alone. He doesn't need your help. He just needs your humility your obedience, your willingness to let him. This isn't going to mean anything to those that think they got it all together. Because next week, you'll be the same. You'll think you have it all together. But God give us an answer this morning of what God would deliver you. And this is what happens when, when God showed up on the scene and God delivered the three Hebrew children. He turned the eye of the wicked one to him. To the point that he would decree to the entire nation and other nations around, if you even said one word against that God, he would cut you and your family to pieces. Tell me he was not convinced. Tell me he was not convicted. With, in, with the same question that he asked, he give the answer because of what he saw. So if you're struggling in your life and you're going, God, will you deliver me? God, look at this and God, look at that. And God, oh, I need. And God, oh, I need. Don't doubt. He God, Yahweh, Elohim, He is the one that will deliver you. Not any other God. All these other gods that we have manifested in our life. See, we've got, we've got gods in our life that are, that are called depression. That's a God to some of us. We've got the, oh, woe is me God in our life. Because we, we worry more about our problem or we're more concerned about how people see us and how people contend with us. And we're, we're more worried about everything else except the one that can deliver us. But pastor, you don't understand. You don't know. You've not gone. You've not been. See, I've heard it. I have heard it. I probably said it. But one thing I found out for sure, one thing that I was actually brought to my remembrance this morning, that God loved me so much that he would be the one to deliver me. Not you, not my family, 
not my jobs, not my finances, not my Harley. The only thing that would ever deliver me, God told me this morning, I want you to read Job. Because this is the God that I am. So when you're asked that question by the enemy, by your circumstance, by your situation, who is the God that will deliver you now? You refer back to the God that presented himself to Job. He left no rock unturned. He let Job know there was no other God. I've done it all, Job. This might be a morning of promotion for somebody. Because that's what took place when they were delivered. Nebuchadnezzar then promoted them. How many of you would just love to be able to come to church on a Sunday morning and know when you walked out of here you were promoted? (laughs) Knowing that when you walk out today, it's, it's a new walk. It might be a new knee. It's a new walk. It might be a new foot, a new leg. It who knows what it might be. It might be more joy. It might be more peace. I don't want to see you come in and walk out wayward. I don't want to see you trudging through desert floors looking for drink. I want to see you take the drink of him so that you don't thirst anymore, so that you're not looking for somebody to pat you and for somebody to baby you and for somebody to coddle you, but you find out that you're victorious in Christ now. It doesn't mean that somebody else has to come into your life and make you complete. You are complete in Him. He's the God. Sometimes in our life we have to be shaken. Sometimes we have to be brought to a conclusion that there is no alternative. There is no other way out. You know, it's a cry and shame that we have to wait until we have nothing else to grasp before we reach for the Father. It's taken me this long to figure out, man, if I just reach for him now and hold on to him, I don't ever have to worry about reaching again. (laughs) Once you get a hold to him, don't let go. By no means let go. The three Hebrew children said, we will not bow to you. They answered about the who, who is the God that will deliver you. They said, look, whether he does or whether he doesn't, he's still going to be God. And guess what? We're going to be set from you either way. And that's the way we need to walk in our life. I mean, we, 
We don't have to be in bondage our whole life. We don't have to worry about the troubles and the turmoil that life puts us in and the strain of everything around us, having to, having to reach this goal and having to attain this accolade and having to get to this point, having to get to that. You don't have to worry about any of that. All you have to worry about is God and God alone. He puts everything else in your way. This is going to be a, a, a morning of getting in God's face. I don't want you worrying about work. And listen, I'm preaching to the choir. Dear God in heaven, hear me. I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want you worrying about your finances. I don't want you worrying about what's going to happen next week. I don't care about your conference call on Tuesday. I don't care about your emails that you still haven't answered. And you got to get to those. I don't care about the ones that's left and the ones that's coming. It doesn't matter tonight. Or this morning is going to be a morning of getting in God's face. And I want you to get in his face like Job. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get in his face and tell him all the things that concern you. And then I want you to shut up and listen. Don't keep trying to pour the water on it. Tell him what concerns you. And then shut up and listen. And see if you don't get the same response that he is the God that will deliver you. None of us carry a burden or a weight that he can't handle. You're not that far gone. You've not done that bad. Don't give up on him. Don't turn to what the world has to offer because it's only temporary. Man, isn't that a sad stroke of life to think that you worked your guts out all your life to obtain and when you leave, <laughs> none of it goes with you. None of it. Just younger, younger people, not just young people, but younger people. Y'all listen to me. One day you're going to be 50. One day you're going to start living your life like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's your conscience. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. I don't know what it is that causes us to do that. But we live out here for a certain number of years. And then when the realization of life hits us in the face and reminds us that we don't have tomorrow, we begin to turn over our shoulder and we begin looking at all the things that we've come through in life.
You don't have this thing called life. You don't have it by the throat. I told y'all about a gentleman that we built a house for and that his, his wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Do you know that from the time, we just found this out yesterday, do you know that from the time that she was diagnosed being sick until the time that she went on was 11 days? Eleven days, Dennis. I don't feel good. Eleven days. Lenore, eleven days and was gone. You think you've got life by the horns? Life has you. And you better learn to surrender life. The Bible says it's not until you lose your life that you find life. You have nothing. And I'm talking to the youngers right now. Elders, y'all just mind your business. You have nothing in control. Nothing. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and take on the world. You don't even know if you have tomorrow. You don't know if you're ever going to get married and have five kids or never get married at all. You don't have life by the horns. You don't know that you'll ever fly a plane because you don't have life by the horns. You don't have life, little boy. If you think you do, I didn't forget you, little girl. Your life is that quick. The hatred that you carry the disappointments that you carry all the wish I wouldas and the wish I couldas that you carry will one day be gone and the only thing that you'll focus on will be on the God that will deliver you you can't sit underneath the gospel And not go back to it. There's something in you. That will keep driving you. To the one. You'll be laying on your deathbed. And mark it. Put it in your diary. And have somebody read it to you when you're dying. You'll be laying on your bed. And you'll be crying out to the one. We have nothing in this life. Now, I'm, now, Pastor, are you telling me that I can't strive? No, I'm not telling. Get your educations. Look for the right man to get married to. Have babies. Have a family. Do all the things that we do. 
But always consider the one that carries that in his hand. 